Hey everyone, happy Wednesday, September 14th. It's pretty crazy. Well, we're just basically halfway through September. And yes, for those that are watching on YouTube, this is, I think, the first episode that I've ever recorded without a hat, at least for a long time. So everyone gets to see my crazy flow that I have going. What's well, not even really a flow, it's just a mop. Um, I think at this point I look like a total dweeb. But <clears throat> that might be coming to an end in the next week. I'm obviously not at my house right now, I'm at my uncle's for the next couple of days. She's been dealing with some stuff at the house. And all that going to go up and, you know, to my parents' house um, on Thursday for about a week and a half and all that stuff. But yes, no hat. That is how it is um, right now. For today's episode, obviously, I am back from Aruba. So we're back to three episodes a week for this week before we go back to dailies. Next week for this episode, Evan Rodriguez officially has signed in Colorado. I'm going to go over why that's a good fit for him and why um, <clears throat> I couldn't believe some of the pushback I got when I said that this is going to be a big loss. For the Penguins, and we'll also go into some training camp battles and why, you know, I think it might be, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, I wouldn't say a boring camp, but I guess maybe a, a mellow training camp for the Penguins with not a lot of spots truly available. So that's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Lowners Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day so officially right now as i'm recording this about 11:40 on a tuesday night 30 days away from penguins regular season hockey you all will be listening to this on wednesday <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> so at that point it'll be 29 days until penguins hockey so basically guys four weeks until the regular season starts it's going to be in the peak um, of fall when that starts i am really looking forward to it i am just sick and tired of the summer um, I think at this point. So um, big news happened on Monday as um, Evan Rodriguez signed with the Colorado Avalanche one year, $2 million contract. That's a steal for the apps. I mean, just a really nice contract um, <clears throat> for them. And honestly, I think Rodriguez is going to th thrive there, you know, plays in a high, high paced, high tempo offensive system can play on their second line, can play on their third line, can play on their fourth line. I think he has the potential to be, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my cough. I think he's the potential to be even better um, for them than he was for the Penguins this past season. And, you know, <clears throat> I did have a tweet, um, if I can go find this here, um, where I said, you know, this was a huge deal for the Avalanche. You know, he can play multiple positions. He's good offensively, defensively. Um, <clears throat> and when it, when it comes to the Penguins' depth, you know, I, I still will say this. I think that's going to be a big loss to their depth. And I had people come in my mentions and say that, you know, big loss, what are you talking about? And it's just like, okay, sure, he's a streaky player, but okay, name me a depth player for the Penguins who had over, what, 20 goals last year? I know Carter had 18, so maybe you can count him, but I don't know if people are going to count on Carter like playing like that again last year. And I know Danton Heinen was close to 20, but is he going to score at that pace again this year? I'm definitely, I guess – I'm not concerned about it, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm tempering my expectations because, you know, I think he's going to be in that, you know, <clears throat> that 11 to 15 range 
if you ask me, because you look at the rest of the depth right now, I don't think there's a lot of other depth players that are going to go out there and score 20. Because Barry Kapanen, probably not. Teddy Bluger, Bronk McGann, Drew O'Connor, none of those guys. You know, Heinen maybe has a chance because uh, he scored 18 last year. Again, wouldn't count on it. But, you know, you, you see what I'm saying here? I mean, you know, you, you, you still got to replace 20-plus goals, and I don't think the Penguins have done that um, with this offseason with regards to their depth. He is a very versatile player. His underlying numbers were very solid for the team last year. And when I did a season review, I'll go to natural stature again, played in all 82 regular season games. I think he was the only member of the Penguins to do that. When he was on the ice, the Penguins had 57% of the shot attempts. They also had 53% of the actual goals for. They had 51% of the expected goals for, 57% of the scoring chances, um, 56% of the high danger chances. So really elite underlines. Yes, I know he couldn't finish at times down the stretch, but this is a good player and a player that the Penguins are going to miss. And you know, I under and I had someone in my mention say, you know, it's time to let some Wilkesbury players fill that spot. But okay, who? Like, I, and I'm not trying to sound like a total like clown here, but who is going to fill that spot? Is Drew O'Connor going to come up here and score 20 goals? I liked his play last year, you know, especially towards Halloween, you know, early October, heck, even into November, you know, before he got, I think, banged up and he had to be sent down. But do, do someone really think that he's going to come in here and put up like 15 to 20 goals in his first full NHL season? I just don't see it. Like, to be honest with you guys, I just, I, I don't see that. So it's just, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind where people saying like, it's time to let some Wilkes-Barre players come in when, like, in all honesty, I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to sound like a clown. The Penguins don't have a lot down there. They're Terry Pustin. Okay, cool. Had a really good year in Wilkes-Barre, but is he ready to make the full jump yet? I don't know. You know, Redeem Zahorna, is he ready to make that full jump yet? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, I mean, he's on a one-way contract this year, so you would hope that he he will try to make that jump. Drew O'Connor obviously just talked about. Alex Nylander, I think at this point, he's probably nothing more than an AHL guy. I don't think he's going to be a major contributor to the team this year. You know, obviously could be. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, you know, who knows? And as another one of my Twitter followers um, said this to me, you know, when you sign someone like McGinn and Kapanen for a combined $6 million, you know, those kind of moves, they catch up to you. And, you know, I definitely think the Penguins, you know, with begins money with 2.75 and capping with 3.5, you know, I'm sure, you know, maybe some of them are thinking right now, like, man, we really could have used some of that money to go after Evan Rodriguez or maybe another player in free agency. It's just, you know, you have to get the depth moves right. And right now I'm definitely questioning if the Penguins got their depth moves right over the off season. Um, and again, I said this um, on an episode, I think it was last week, you know, with, without Tanton Heinen, this bottom six would honestly be one of the worst in the Sydney Crosby of Malkin era. Because at least from Heinen, you can definitely count on him to score, I think, upwards of 15 goals, maybe even a bit more. Other than that, with everyone from last year, even Jeff Carter, who I know had 18, is he going to do that again after what he showed in the second half? Kasperi Kapanen, Teddy Bluger, Brock McGinn? Probably not, right? I mean, well, at least for a good chunk of those guys. So, you know, it's... The depth, I, I still don't think it's as good as last year. You know, Ryan, I'll throw Ryan Paling in there as well. But, you know, these, these are the kind of moves that a contender has to get right. And I do think the Penguins are going to be kicking themselves, you know, that they didn't have the space to sign Rodriguez to only $2 million. You know, I mean, that's that's chump change for him. He played, or basically almost the league minimum 
last year put up some really good numbers and he 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 got I guess a raise but it really wasn't like that big of a raise to be honest with you all so at the end of the day you know he's still on a very nice contract and if he plays well again for Colorado this year I could definitely see him getting a much heftier contract um next year um whether it's in Colorado or it's somewhere else but you know I wish all the best to him I think he is a player that was very misunderstood in the Penguins fandom, I think a lot of people just, you know, they, they see what happened for uh, uh, some of the games on the trips. And it's like, oh, well, you, you can't you, you you can't sign him and all that. But then you look at what he did in the playoffs when he played like he, he did in the first half. And it's like, OK, like, you know, the talent has always been there. He just, you know, he went on his finishing just basically cratered. So, you know, look at the data, watch him play. He is a good, useful, effective player. And for the people that don't like him or that are calling me an idiot about that, you know, I disagree with you. The numbers back it up, at least for me. And, you know, I think the Penguins, you know, they, they will be kicking themselves if they did not um, find a way to bring him back at some point this offseason, even though they don't have a lot of cap space, you know, with the, some of the other moves that they've made over the last couple of years, even this year, you know, <clears throat> like Kisbury Captain. So that's all I'm going to say um, on that. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into um, some training camp stuff. Is camp, believe it or not, Yins is a week away at this point. It's crazy that it's just come up this quick we're back to daily episodes next week for locked on penguins so we're going to get into that and just i guess you know just some battles that may take place even though again i don't think it's going to be you know too hectic of a camp um for the penguins but before i get to that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season you can find all the latest football league developments game matchups news and podcasts including this year's opening week's games BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports betting information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest, easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more of the trends in action. That has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter. At Eleanor School Penguins, and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into some camp talk here. Again, basically, it is a week away. I mean, well, when you all listen to this on Wednesday, it will officially be a week away from starting. And honestly, you know, when you look at the camp roster and you look at some of the open spots, you know, there really is not too much intrigue when it comes to the camp this year. I mean, in terms of like rookies that have a chance. I would say the only two that really have one are have ones are POJ and Drew O'Connor. Um, you know, maybe Redeem Zahorna shows up in camp in preseason, but you know, I think right now when you look at the forward depth, I think he's a little below O'Connor, Ryan Paling, even Josh Archibald, and some of those guys. Um, POJ, I think he's going to have a chance to make this team out of camp. I mean, he just signed to a new contract, all one way. I believe he'll need waivers. Uh, he'll, he'll need to clear waivers to be sent down to Wilkesbury. It almost feels like it's now or never for him, and also feels like it's that way with Drew O'Connor. So those are really the only two rookies, at least from Wilkesbury, that I think have a shot um, at making it. Um, I think you know if POJ does not make it out of camp, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks now. I do think that he's probably going to get dealt, um, <clears throat> just because you know Dumoulin. I think if they were going to trade him, they would have done that by now. You're not getting rid of Chris Sang. You're not getting rid of Jan Ruta, Jeff Petrie. I don't think you're going to get rid of Marcus Pedersen. I think, honestly, it might be just be too late right now. I think if anyone gets moved, you know, it's just going to be a depth D. So 
Um, and I know, you know, it's probably a bit weird with training camp one week away that there are still nine defensemen, but, you know, there's also still 30 days left until opening night. The Penguins, they do have, you know, about four weeks at this point to figure out, you know, if they do want to uh, either send a defenseman down um, or potentially trade one um, before the uh, roster cuts um, are, are available, are, well, are, are due, I, I'm, I guess I should say. Um, you know, obviously, again, that 12th forward spot, very much up for grabs. Ryan Paling, Drew O'Connor, Redeem Horner, Josh Archibald. Um, <clears throat> just going to be like, you know, a mix of those guys just competing for it, um, <clears throat> in my opinion. But, you know, like, do any of those guys, I guess, really wow you from like, oh, I'm really excited to, to, you know, to see what he can do, you know, I guess outside of Doc. I mean, you know, Paling hasn't been that good in Montreal. Maybe a fresh start helps him. But, you know, Archibald kind of know what he is, Zahorna. You know, guess he's okay. I mean, you can even throw Drake Kajula in there and that kind of stuff. I mean, we basically just know who he is at this point. But, you know, I guess that all just falls into the line of, you know, I guess there's not a lot of big intrigue coming into this game. I mean, the goalies, you know, they're set. Um, you know, maybe the D pairs with how they shake out. Um, and I agree with, you know, with CK4 for response code. If Mike Sullivan does decide to go with a Ty smith Jan Ruta pairing, which I am in favor of. I think that would be best for both, you know, Smith and just the Penguins as a whole. You know, that I think could be a good indicator that the Penguins are trying to trade POJ before the season starts because, you know, with Ty Smith, you know, he's he's still a project, I think, at this point anyway. But I just, it, it does him little good if he is sent down. Like, what is he going to learn down in Wilkes-Barre, especially after he had a really good rookie season in New Jersey? I mean, you're just going to give him top pairing minutes in Wilkes-Barre. I think, you know, you need to put him with a seasoned veteran in Ruta, if, if that's the guy who has played with top players throughout his career, especially Victor Hedman down in Tampa Bay. And you got to see how he does. You don't have to give him, you know, 20 minutes a night, but you can shelter him a little bit like they did with Matheson. You can give him, you know, 13 14, maybe even upwards of 15 minutes a night. See how he does, see how he's handling those, you know, see how he's doing in the offensive zone, see how he's, you know, maybe not turning the puck over as much in the defensive zone. And if he keeps doing that um, to, you know, uh, you know, to on a very you know good degree, you know, they can maybe bump up his minutes a little bit. So, you know, I guess I'm a little intrigued about the defense. I mean, I feel like I know what most of the pairings are going to be. I do think Pedersen is going to start out with Petrie once camp starts. I know the Penguins have been, a lot of the Penguins players are back in Pittsburgh. They're starting to skate with about a week to go until camp starts. I think one of the only players that's not back yet um, is Chris Tang. He's still doing some training in Montreal. He's probably going to come in like the day before. But Sid just came in a few days ago. Malkin's been in there for about a week. Um, a lot of the other players have, you know, they've been, you know, returning on their own um, and all that stuff. Um, but you know, again, you know, when you look at camp and when you look at the open spots available, with you know that that third left-hand D-spot and that 12th forward, you know, outside of that, you know, again, there's just, there's really not much else to look forward to during the practices and during the preseason games. Yeah, you always want, you know, your prospects and some of the other players down in Wilkes-Barre to look good. And so, you know, the fans can be like, oh yeah, you know, we actually may have someone that's, you know, not bad down there. I I, I totally understand that. But, you know, are a lot of those guys going to be making you know, pushes for an everyday job, you know, me personally, you know, I, I, I can't see that. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, but again, I'm so excited for camp. I'm excited, you know, to follow the practices and see how everyone's doing. I just, you know, wanted to you know, pump the brakes with some of the people 
that are just like, you know, really excited about it and just say like, Hey, you know, there's not a lot of open spots right now, basically only two competitions. Um, there's just, you know, really not a lot of intrigue um, going into this camp. Um, at, at least in my opinion, you know, maybe you all think differently, you know, you can let me know in the YouTube comments and all that stuff, but you know, that's just at least my opinion um, going into this. Um, so a little more to get to for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. That's all coming up uh, right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, you know, you're starting to see, you know, some more and more moves being made, some PTOs are being signed and all that stuff. Again, um, in my opinion, I don't expect the Penguins to really do anything when it comes to those. I think they're, um, I think they're pretty comfortable with the group that they have going into camp. I think, you know, they like what they have in Wilkesbury. They like that they have what they have overall on the main team and the depth behind them and especially, you know, in in goal as well. So um, I don't think you're going to see a similar situation to what we saw last year with Brian Boyle where, you know, it was just, you know, he, he kind of signed up last minute and it was like, okay, maybe there is an opening there for that 13th forward spot. I think right now the Penguins, um, <clears throat> at least from how they're probably feeling, I think they're comfortable with their depth um, and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely really looking forward to um, everything with regards to this team issue. I think this is a team that, um, is potentially going to surprise some people this year. I definitely think they're a surefire playoff team. You are probably going to see people pick the Penguins to miss the playoffs. Do not give them the time of day. I really don't know what they're looking at. You know, I know the Atlantic got maybe a little bit tougher over the offseason, but I've still not really sold on some of those teams like the Red Wings or the Senators. I think they're maybe still a year or two away from really competing for a playoffs. While you, when you look at the Metro, again, um, Carolina, New York right there, Pittsburgh, Washington, the other four teams um, – I just, I, I don't think they're at the Penguins level. And I think the Penguins, they should easily finish top four in the Metropolitan Division, if not top three. I, I currently have them as the third place team in this division. I think that, you know, that could be upwards of number one or number two, especially if, you know, the Rangers take a step back that Igor Shostakhin is not as good. Or potentially if, um, you know, their Carolyn Hurricanes with, you know, they're being out with, you know, Patrick Reddy gone and, um, Trochak is gone and Niederreiter and all that stuff, you know, could they take a little bit of a step back? Could their goaltending potentially um, not be as good? I think that's going to be something um, really big to watch this season. But, you know, I'm still pretty bullish on this team. You know, I, I think, again, they upgraded on defense. The four group, it's okay. It's not as good as last year. It's fine. And, you know, I think, again, the, one of the biggest questions I have is, you know, just the goaltending can, you know, can both of them stay healthy? You know, can Casey to Smith? Um, put up the numbers that he had um, in the second half of last year. Can he do that for a full season? Can Tristan Jari stay healthy through a full season? Can he continue um, doing what he did the, during the regular season last year into this year and, and you know, show the Penguins that, um, you know, he he deserves um, a contract extension? Because, you know, I think the Penguins are playing the cards pretty close to the vest right now. I think they're doing the right thing by not really extending him just yet. They, I think they probably want to see how he does this season before really committing to him for the next, you know, three to four to maybe even five years. I think three to four is probably that sweet spot. You don't want to give too much term to a goaltender just because the position is so volatile. Um, 
and all that stuff. So, you know, I think, you know, Hextall, he probably just wants to see how he does. Uh, he puts up good numbers. You know, obviously that asking price is going to go up. Uh, Jari makes about 3.5 million, I think, um, right now. So, you know, we'll just have to see um, when it comes to that. So it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a shorter episode today, only about 20 minutes from what I have right now. But, you know, these are going to be ramped up a lot more, especially next week as camp gets underway. Again, you know, the fact that we're returning to dailies uh, on Monday. Crazy enough, guys. Monday is the return of dailies with, you know, and at that point there will only be, I believe, three and a half weeks to go until the season. Um, that gets me fired up. I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready for the temperatures to start changing. Um, one thing's for sure, for me at least, um, once I get to the end of summer, I, I can't stand it. I hate the bugs outside. I, one thing about me, I always, I always hate them. Uh, that's just, that's just a little fun fact about me. And before you know it, you know, we're going to have preseason Penguins hockey. It's going to be coming um, in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, get, get ready for that schedule. And, you know, we're going to, you know, fans are going to be allowed back to practices and all that. And then before, before long, y'all will be back at games again. I'll be coming up for at least one game this year, November 15th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't wait. You know, I'll potentially be a, a member of the Pittsburgh community after that. Really excited for that. Um, so a lot of big things hopefully coming for the show. I said this on Twitter on Monday. I'll say it again. Um, season four of this episode of this podcast is going to be the best one yet. I fully stand by that. The content that I have planned for you all is going to blow your minds away, especially if I can potentially get, if I do move to Pittsburgh, I can potentially get some game credentials. It'll be a lot of fun. Potentially talk to some of the players after the game. Maybe even Mike Sullivan get some good quotes for you all and all that stuff. So that's just a tease of what I might potentially have to offer for you all this season. Again, I do think this is going to be the best season yet. But that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. I'll have another episode for you all on Thursday and another episode for you all on Friday before we hit dailies starting next week. So again, thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk with you all soon.